Have we really made it to a place where women are free to wear whatever they want, whenever they want? We're gonna look at Azalea Banks. After decades and decades of women having to fight to dress how they desire, from the battle to be able to wear pants in the mid-19th century to attempting to leave bras behind in the mid-20th century, to the struggle for body acceptance in the beginning of the 21st century, it started to feel like maybe we're finally at a point where women are free to make their own choices about what they do and don't wear. Whether that's donning dresses made of meat or showing bare skin as an act of radical self-acceptance, rather than to appeal to the male gaze. The list of women wearing whatever they want ranges from Rihanna to Emily Ratajkowski to Florence Pugh to Lizzo. Ladies, wear whatever the hell you want. Yet when they do, they're still criticized, not only by men and the media, but even by other women. It often feels like even with all of the progress that's been made, women still can't win in the like no, it. no, maybe for the nightclub in it. Miami, but not for the Oscars. This desire to control women through what they are and aren't allowed to wear has been highlighted by two recent celebrity controversies. The first, when the internet sweetheart Kiki Palmer was attacked online by her own boyfriend and some fans, just for wearing a cute, slightly see-through dress to an Usher concert. And the second, when Jonah Hill's ex-girlfriend Sarah Brady released texts showing that he had been attempting to essentially control her entire existence. Down to not wanting her, a professional surfer, to wear or post pictures of herself in a bathing suit. So what's really behind this drive to control how women look? And why can't we seem to break free from it? Here's our take on the history of fashion shaming, the strides women have made to escape it, and how we're finally starting to see the light on the other side. There was a point during second wave feminism when women thought that one day they'd be able to do whatever they wanted without judgment. Now, thanks to the spirit of equality in the air, I no longer accept society's judgment that my group is second class. But as time went on, that started to feel more like a pipe dream. Instead of being free of constraints, nowadays we tow a lot of lines. We're not sexy enough if we cover up, but if we bear all, we're slutty. It seems ridiculous, but the repercussions are real. In the late 80s and early 90s, feminist academics began to examine why people blamed women for being assaulted. Many of these studies showed that the sexier a woman dressed, the more control groups thought she deserved to be sexually assaulted. And this dangerous attitude prevails even now. Actress Maureen Lipman came under fire for the bizarre assertion that female celebrities confuse men by dressing too provocatively. And Angela Lansbury disappointed fans when she said that women are sometimes to blame for sexual harassment, depending on how they dress. We can see the impossible standards set by society for what women are supposed to wear by looking at media coverage of celebrities. Actresses Emma Watson, Jennifer Lawrence, and Florence Pugh have all been called out for showing too much skin. But on the flip side of the coin, when other women, from Bella Hadid to Zendaya, wear pantsuits, they're said to be too masculine or dressing like lesbians, which not only attempts to box queer women into a stereotype, but is also often just an attempt to push straight women into dressing quote-unquote hotter for men's benefit. And for women of color, trans women, and women with body types that don't fit the cultural ideal, these issues are magnified, with even more double standards emerging. I always felt like my body type wasn't the right one 
or the desirable one growing up. On the 2015 Oscars red carpet, Zendaya wore dreadlocks, a Vivian Westwood dress, and diamonds by Chopard. But Juliana Rancic said she looked like she smelled of patchouli oil or weed. What's more, at the same time, Kylie Jenner appropriated the same black hairstyle on the cover of Teen Vogue and received no such criticism. And it's not just style that comes under fire. Lizzo has been a poster child for the body positivity movement, but she's regularly attacked online for what she wears and eats. Recent research shows that fat women are more likely to be dehumanized by other people. And Lizzo has been open about her struggles with the exhausting level of commentary on her body from social media users. The discourse around bodies is tired. I have seen comments go from, oh my gosh, I liked you when you were thick, why'd you lose weight? To, oh my gosh, why'd you get a BBL? I liked your body before. Toxic media narratives attempt to maintain power over women by talking about what they're wearing rather than their actions or achievements. When Emily Ratajkowski was arrested for political protests, the media chose to comment on her clothing. When I'm arrested for protesting Brett Kavanaugh, and the, all the headlines are about what kind of tank top I wore and the fact that I didn't wear a bra proves a point about how important it is that women speak up and they, they are more than just their bodies. But there's an explanation for all of this. Confident women who don't fit into the boxes we'd like to put them in tend to make people uncomfortable. And maybe that's exactly it. Women who don't care what people say about their clothing or their bodies are powerful because that dismantles one of the strongest holds society has over women. Developing a keen understanding for the intricacies of fashion can take a lot of research. And an amazing tool that helped us create this video is Milanote, an incredible tool for organizing creative projects. Whether you're collaborating or working alone, developing a project can be a mess. But Milanote completely fixes that with its array of canvases and tools that allow you to collect pictures, videos, sources, and so much more all in one place. Milanote is so easy to use. Its drag and drop features and sleek design let you draw attention to the details that matter. This mood board helped us develop this video by collecting the content we knew we had to cover. Besides its functionality and aesthetic, it's incredibly effective at keeping us on task. Our script brainstorming board allowed us to attach notes and share ideas, while the visual mood board was a quick way to package our vision together cohesively. Add links, leave a comment, collapse into columns, check off the to-do list. Milanote had everything we needed to get this video off the ground. And you don't need to be launching a YouTube video to make the most of Milanote. It comes in handy in so many ways, whether you're staging a photo shoot, drafting your calendar, or yes, even making a style board. There are countless imaginative ways to take advantage of this fantastic tool, even on the go. Milanote is available on your mobile device and your content is accessible in the app. So when an idea pops into your head, you can quickly adjust your mood board. Sign up to Milanote for free with no time limit and start your next creative project at milanote.com slash the tape. There are times when it's socially acceptable to bear all, and that's when it benefits men. Actually, if we go to a Super Bowl party, I'd prefer you to wear something kind of while women in the real world are told to cover up unless they want to confuse men, women on screen, in magazines, and in video games are regularly scantily clad. 
It's a double standard and one that massively impacts women in general. Research shows that sexually objectified women are dehumanized by both men and women. In a study where adults were shown images of the same woman wearing workwear and something provocative, the subjects deemed her less capable, less strong, less determined, less intelligent, and as having less self-respect in the provocative dress. And on top of that, these women are often attacked by both the right and left, who all claim they're letting other women down for one reason or another. If you are wearing something incredibly revealing, it will be difficult for him to focus on your personality. But the appetite for this kind of media is clearly there. So why should women be the ones taking the heat for it? It's not terribly fair to punish women for earning status from the male gaze when they're subjected to it all the time and forced to live under it to some degree for their entire lives. In an episode of Steve Harvey's TV show, an audience member asked for advice on his wife's dress sense. She, she loves to dress provocatively. She's wearing mini skirts and high heels, and I just feel like as her husband, it's a little disrespectful to me. When one of the hosts responded, What did she dress like when you were dating? She kind of dresses the way she does now. I <laughs> I, had I asked her out. He revealed that he simply wanted something different from his wife than he did his girlfriend, even though she was the same woman. This desire in men for women to dress accordingly is prevalent across society. It is super hard uh, to constantly be dealing with um, negative comments about, you know, how I'm a bimbo and I should keep my mouth shut. We've seen this pattern repeat in the recent Kiki Palmer Usher and Sarah Brady Jonah Hill dramas, where the men felt that they should be able to dictate what their female partners wore, and that her not complying made her a bad girlfriend. When a number of women pointed out that there are plenty of women who do dress modestly, so why not date them if that's what you're looking for? It highlighted the fact that the men's real desire wasn't for a modest woman, but about feeling control over a woman by forcing her to change herself and bend to his will. The societal obsession with what women are wearing is a trap, a tired old way of reducing women to their looks. This form of scrutiny has of course been going on for centuries, but for as long as it's been happening, women have been attempting to push back. Women through the centuries have attempted to find their own ways to make fashion their own, and more focused on their own preferences and not just how it would be perceived by men. And in the modern day, women are getting more direct with calling out the problems. Like in 2014, when Kate Blanchett drew attention to it on the red carpet. As a camera panned across her body, she asked, I just want to to the guys? What do you think is going to happen yeah. down there that is so fascinating? But this simple moment, which was basically a woman voicing her discomfort at a practice she disliked, was met with a bitter outcry from the media, with writers telling her not to bite the hand that feeds her, and claiming there was nothing demeaning about it. But many fans, and even other celebrities, loved the fact that she called out the sexism head-on, because they empathized with how uncomfortable it is to be treated like an object and not a human being. Over the years, more and more women have begun to reclaim more clothing as their own, wearing it because of how it makes them feel, rather than for anyone else. And in the case of famous women, when the media comments on it, many of them are now unafraid to firmly shut it down. For example, when Emma Watson was called anti-feminist by a right-wing media personality for posing topless, she responded, Feminism is about giving women a choice. I really don't know what my have to do with it. 
it. Likewise, Jennifer Lawrence clapped back at people who claimed the plunging Versace dress she wore to promote a movie was a sad choice, because she might have been cold. She pointed out that focusing on what she was wearing was just a silly distraction from real issues. And Florence Pugh called out men specifically after wearing a sheer Valentino dress to the brand's Haute Couture show, saying, What's been interesting to watch and witness is just how easy it is for men to totally destroy a woman's body, publicly, proudly, for everyone to see. You even do it with your job titles and work emails in your bio? Why are you so scared of breasts? In making these choices, to speak up, dress how they want, or choose to wear clothing from their culture without fear, many celebrity women are actually doing important feminist work. For example, Rihanna's brave fashion choices while pregnant have completely changed the face of maternity wear. Traditionally, many women have felt unable to express themselves through clothing when pregnant, but Rihanna's commitment to self-expression, even when nine months pregnant, created a new dialogue around the beauty and, yes, even sexiness of a mother's body. Vogue asked, is Rihanna changing maternity style forever? And the answer is yes. So these changes are happening, but breakthroughs don't always happen overnight. We have to keep wearing what speaks to us and pushing back whenever people try to drag us down for it. That's the take. Click here to watch the video we think you'll love or here to check out a whole playlist of awesome content. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications.